0: Friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. Uh, My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host for this podcast. And it's so good to have you with me today. Today's topic, uh, I've entitled it Viral Peace. Now, why would I call it Viral Peace? Partly because I want to talk about what God has been revealing to me during this last six months Maybe about me and where I find peace. Because during this last six months in the lockdown, I've been asking some questions, really. What makes me feel at peace? And I wonder if sometimes our circumstances are more driving how we feel peacefully or how we feel at peace than anything else. Is it really that we trust God, or is it just that our circumstances are all right and therefore we feel peaceful? So, I want to explore this with us today around peace. What gives us peace? Where do we find peace? And what is the peace that God wants to give? And is it different, really, from the peace that sometimes we experience? You know, could it be that we feel at peace simply because we turned a blind eye to things that should be worrying us? Is it that we feel at peace because God is holding us, and therefore we know we don't need to worry. So that's what we're going to explore. Peace, where do we find peace? How do we feel at peace? And Maybe what have we been learning these last six months about where peace, real, real peace as well, friends, real peace comes from. So there you go. Welcome to Making Disciples. What I'd love to say is, If you find this podcast helpful, please do share it, tweet about it, Instagram about it. It's really good when other people have recommendations. You know, you only really listen to something that somebody else has recommended. I'd love you to be recommending this podcast to others. We want to be helping each other grow as disciples. So please do share it, like it, tell others about it. But there you go from me for the sales pitch. Let's jump in. Uh, What is peace, and where do we find it? Back in the early days of the lockdown, I had an email from a friend, and it was a cheeky email. And he'd quoted something that he'd seen on the internet, and he simply said this: "Dear John, I was a little disturbed to discover that the uh, coronavirus." is an anagram of both raccoon virus and corn saviour. This made me wonder whether this problem might have originated from those lovely little animals and maybe could be solved by becoming a vegetarian. But then I realised that it was also an anagram for carnivorous. So I'm all right again. Phew! There was lots of this funny stuff flying around, wasn't there, during the beginning days of lockdown. There was something quite unique for many of us. We've never experienced anything like the isolation uh, that we experienced during the lockdown. I don't know about you, but I I realised more than ever that I really need human connection. So much of my mental health and my physical health is tied up with human connection. And in some ways, it shouldn't have been a surprise. But you know, when it's taken away from us, we start to realise how much we miss something. Very recently, I went to visit my mum and dad. I've not seen my mum and dad because of the lockdown uh, for a very long time. In fact, I've not seen my mum for the last year, partly because of some things that happened last Christmas. Um, We were all expecting to see each other for Easter. That didn't happen. We hoped to see each other over summer. That didn't happen. So This September, I got to go see my mum and dad. And please don't judge me on the story that I'm about to tell you. But I think this is really important because we arrived in the driveway to uh, my parents' house. And the government guidelines is that you're not to hug each other. How can you not hug your mum and dad when you've not seen them for a year? We arrive in the driveway and we open the doors and I took my son with me. And as we opened the door, my mum is there and she clung onto my son, Isaac, and hugged him. And she just sobbed uh, because she'd missed that human connection uh, with her grandson. That touch. We need it, don't we? There's something inbuilt into us. We need human connection. When I was a kid, I used to love going to my grandparents. And we used to play hide and seek at my girl grand and grandpa's and uh, I'd run off I was only little I'd run off and I'd hide but it wasn't very long before being on my own uh, in their house uh, made me feel quite unsettled and I would start to kind of shout and make little noises so they could hunt me down and find me Uh, even as a child hiding from somebody felt like I I needed something. I was missing something. I was I was lacking something. Just laughing this weekend, watching my nephew playing hide and seek in in the garden. And as he's hiding in the garden, he could only last about half a minute before he started giggling, giggling because he wanted to be found because we were lacking. He was lacking that connection. I don't know if you've ever read the book by C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. It's essentially a book about heaven and hell. And I'd love to kind of recommend it to you if you want to read a good book on heaven and hell. It's a great book. In this book he's exploring the difference between heaven and hell. And in the book, hell is described as a lonely place of isolation. And it explores that what sin does to us, it isolates us from each other. Every individual living on their own, uh, living in these little bubbles in hell, disconnected from other human beings. Heaven's strategy for our lives is relationship. Hell's strategy for our lives is isolation and division. We are designed to be with other people. And it's not surprising that the disciples experienced something of this isolation. So John 20, 19 to 22 is going to be my key verse for this podcast. It says in John 20, 19 to 22, on the very evening, evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. So this is a little passage post Jesus's death. They're about to encounter the resurrected Jesus. And we're told that they had the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders. They were isolating themselves. They were locked away uh, from others because of fear. Fear driving them away from other human beings. And it says that Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Uh, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you, he says, Then receive the Holy Spirit. See, the disciples in this passage, they're isolating, they're they're hiding in fear. Fear is, always leads us us to isolation. Uh, Even uh, outside of a COVID lockdown, fear drives us to isolation. When we're fearful of what others think about decisions that we're making, we will isolate ourselves from them. When you know you're making choices that are not good choices for your life, the fear of what others will say drives you to isolation. Uh, We do a lot of work in recovery, people who are recovering from drug and alcohol addiction. And you know when they're starting to relapse because they're so fearful of what you'll think about them uh, as they're relapsing. That fear just drives them into further isolation. So the disciples are experiencing isolation. And into this isolation, we're told that Jesus then appears and he says, my peace I give you. To you, not as the world gives. My peace I give to you. Uh, In John 14, 27, it's uh, a part of Jesus's farewell sermon. Chapters 14 through to 17 is Jesus preaching his farewell discourse or his farewell sermon. And in it, he says this, verse 27 of chapter 14 Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What Jesus is saying here is there's two different kinds of peace. There's the peace that Jesus is giving or leaving, we're told, and there's the peace that the world gives. So there's two different kinds of peace here. So I guess the question for us is, what's the difference between these two pieces? Uh, Is it possible that sometimes we felt at peace because the world the, the peace we've received is from what the world has given us. And we haven't necessarily gone for the peace that Jesus wants to give us. Now, it may well be that we've always gone to the peace that Jesus gives us. But this is the question I want to ask us: uh, what what's the difference between these two pieces? And how do we get hold of Jesus's peace rather than the peace that the world gives? What are you looking for to settle your life? What is it that you are looking to settle Yourself? What is it that you are looking for that will make you feel more peaceful about a situation? So, here's a bunch of different thoughts for us, particularly in this present time. Uh, It could be that we are looking to feel peaceful by having confirmation that everything will be okay. So, you keep checking the news to see will we be okay? And then when you find out that he isn't looking OK, rather than feeling more peaceful, we end up feeling more unpeaceful, more unsettled and more worried. So it might be that we're looking for confirmation of something to make us feel better or feel more peaceful. It could be that you're looking for the prime minister to give careful plans, revealing to you that, yes, you can feel at peace because somebody has got it all in their hands. You might feel more at peace when you've got a massive stash of loo rolls in the cupboard or paracetamol or hand sanitizer. You might feel more at peace when your fridge is full of food. You might feel more at peace when the numbers of COVID are going down. And now we're seeing the levels going up, we start to feel more, more out of peace, unsettled about ourselves. See, the world's peace is actually circumstantial. What do I mean by that? Uh, We can often feel more at peace when our circumstances get better. If our circumstances change, we can feel more at peace. So you might say, I'll feel more at peace when. I'll feel more at peace when I've got a job that is a settled job. It's a regular job. It's not a zero hour contract. And I know I'm just going to receive a wage every month. So I'll feel at peace when my circumstances change. So you can say, change your circumstances and you'll feel better. So the the peace that the world gives is about changing your circumstance and you'll feel better about your situation. So get rid of the distressing thing in your life and you'll feel more at peace. This is the kind of peace the world gives. the, The world says Get away from this distressing situation. You'll be more at peace. Or run away from what you're in and you'll feel more at peace. Quit the job that's causing you distress and you'll feel more at peace. What if you can't get away? What if you can't get away from the situation? Well, the world then says, well, self-medicate. Self-medicate on whatever you need to get through prescription drugs, sleeping tablets, self-medicate by the food that you eat, mentally check out, disconnect from the trouble, almost ignore that it's there. And the world presents us with different ways of dealing with our circumstances. So some of us go to the bottle. Some of us go to the prescription drugs. Some of us go to the supermarket. Some of us will go and eat the fast food, whatever it is to make us feel better about ourselves, to settle our nerves. Sometimes we end up going to foolish friends for comfort. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've gone to a friend that I will know will make me feel better, but actually will not give me deep wisdom. Sometimes deep wisdom is challenging. Sometimes deep wisdom means I have to change something in my life. Sometimes I end up going to a foolish friend to receive what they think, because I know it'll make me feel better, even if it isn't the truth. So sometimes we can go to foolish friends for comfort. Other times we can simply say, I don't care. I'm not worried, as a simple way of avoiding the situation. So situation avoidance. So the world's peace is circumstantial. Change your circumstances, you'll feel better about yourself. Neglect the circumstance, you'll feel better about yourself. Avoid the circumstance, you'll feel better about yourself and more at peace. Or self-medicate. Eat, Uh, exercise can be a part of this self-medication. Run, 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 run as a way of avoiding uh, the situation and you'll feel more at peace. See, Jesus's peace isn't the absence of chaos. See, this is the difference between the peace the world gives and the peace that Jesus gives. Jesus's peace isn't the absence of chaos, but it is the presence of God in the midst of the chaos. So Jesus's peace isn't the absence of worry, but it's the presence of God in the midst of worry. So, if you want to be worry-free, get yourself spirit-full. Let me say this again. If you want to be worry-free, get yourself spirit-full. See, Ephesians 4.7 says this. And the peace of God, which transcends, I love saying it like this, that goes higher than, goes beyond all earthly, standing, all earthly understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So he says this again, the peace of God which transcends or goes higher than all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So how can this all be possible? You see, the peace of God is a fruit of the spirit. Uh, A fruit of God's presence is deep peace. If God is peace and peaceful, his presence is peace. Then a byproduct of his presence in your life is being um, filled full of the fruit of the spirit. If you're anxious, don't pray for peace. Pray for an outpouring of the presence of God in your life because where the presence of God is a byproduct is peace and joy and kindness. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Peace is a byproduct of God's presence in us. So if you want to be more peaceful, get more Godful. Waiting on God, waiting on His presence, receiving His presence. Will leave you this byproduct of his peace. Not because you are neglecting the situation or changing the circumstances, but into the circumstance, you have a new resonance in your life, a new perspective in your life, a deep sense of knowledge that God is holding all things in his hands. So back to that passage, we looked at the beginning, John 20. In verse 22, it says this, and then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. Then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because these two things to go together, receiving the Spirit and we'll receive his peace. If we want to receive his peace. We need to receive his Holy Spirit spirit. Jesus's peace is not about us turning a blind eye on our situation or turning our backs on a situation or a worrying situation. It's about finding his presence in the midst of the chaos that we find ourselves in. So can we take this time to refocus ourselves and our faith on receiving his spirit in the midst of what we are in? In the middle of a pandemic, In the middle of a global crisis, both health-wise and financial, can we find ourselves a place where we receive the Spirit of God? And in this isolation, His Spirit is poured out and things radically change within us as we start to trust that God has all things in Him, uh, all things uh, are possible through Him. I love the phrase, Retreating to advance. Wherever you see Jesus bringing breakthrough, uh, either a, a miracle of healing or walking on water, you'll see right before it, Jesus has retreated into a place where he receives the spirit of God, God's presence. Jesus goes into the mountain to pray. Why does he do that up onto the hillside? He's doing that to retreat so he can advance into life. So can we retreat, receive the spirit of God with this fruit of the peace of God within that so that we can advance? And I think that that's the challenge for us, isn't it? The world gives a peace that's about our circumstances, change our circumstances, you'll have peace. Jesus says, look, your circumstances may not change. In fact, persecution will come. But receive the spirit and you'll receive my peace. I want to just propose this for a moment. And I don't mean this to be offensive in any way. Uh, We've had family members who've been uh, hospitalised um, because of uh, COVID. We've had members of our church that have been hospitalised. There you go, bit of a tongue twister for me. But I want to argue that for, for many of us, lockdown actually has been a bit of a gift. It's been a bit of a gift because it has opened our eyes in a strange way Lockdown and COVID has been a gift for our generation to wake up to reality. There is this lesson for us, I think. We've had life very easy. We've lived in a very safe bubble. Uh, For those of us that have been healthy and we've been healthy through lockdown, could have been a gift for us, and we need to allow it to be a gift. We we realise that we've taken life for granted. And uh, where we have lived these self-centred lives, uh, COVID has come and just woken us up that there's, there's a bigger world out there, uh, that there has been outbreaks in the world like Ebola, like SARS, that have been very distant from us and we've almost ignored them. They've been on the news, but that's about it. It's not really affected us. And because we've kept it at arm's length Life has continued for us and lockdown has broken life for us. It's changed life. It's woken us up. We've realised how self-centred our lives really are. We are really living in a global society that is affected by COVID. Um, Have we been living in a false protective society in a false bubble that's made us feel peaceful and secure. And this this new pandemic has woken us up. Gosh, is life different to how I've been living it? Have I been living in a bubble? And these are great questions. i we suddenly experiencing an unsettledness. And this unsettledness is raising this question for us. Has my peace been found in my circumstances? rather than being a fruit of the presence of God in my life. I want to ask this question, what do we need to appreciate more about life? What do we need to appreciate more? And where have you found peace in the past? Has it been in your circumstances or has it been in the presence of God in your life? Has your peace been circumstantial? And now your circumstances have changed, you're feeling less peaceful. I don't say that to criticise. I think it's just an awareness isn't it as we start to become more aware of where does my peace come from am am I feeling quite unsettled right now and if you are the challenge for that isn't to feel more naff about yourself or frustrated about yourself it's simply to say do I need to invite more of God's presence into my life do I need a new sense of God's presence in my life to give me a different perspective and to give me his peace so in that I would want to say Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Because if His Spirit is in you, then you'll have this byproduct of His peace. So, as Jesus says in that passage that we started with at the beginning from John 20, into the isolation and into the fear, Jesus says, Peace be with you. Then He says, Receive the Holy Spirit. Let me speak this over you now. Wherever you are listening to this, I say, in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit and receive his peace as a byproduct in your heart, in your life, in your being. Receive the Holy Spirit. Know his presence with you. I just want to pray, Heavenly Father, wherever we are right now listening to this podcast, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit And through receiving your spirit, would we have a fruit in our lives? The fruit of the peace of God. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, I pray that you have found that helpful today, just reflecting on where you get your peace. Place yourself in his presence. And until next time, grace and peace.